Hello and welcome back to the Replatform podcast. Uh, for any new listeners, thanks for joining us. And um, for regulars, uh, appreciate the ongoing uh, um, uh, indulgence of our podcasting. So, got a uh, got an interesting episode today. So, we're looking at an exciting e-commerce platform. It was founded in uh, 2016 by a company based in Stockholm, Sweden. So, the company is called Centra. It's a headless e-commerce platform for for direct to consumer and wholesale. Clients including Henry Lloyd, Sanquist, and Eaton. What's interesting about it is the platform was born out of a development agency that was, was building websites and custom solutions for its clients, and then has evolved into providing a, a headless e-commerce platform. So I think that's quite an interesting journey from development provision into platform provision. And we're joined today by Martin Jensen, who's the CEO at Centra. So, uh, hey, uh, Martin, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Nice to be on the show. Well, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Um, let, let's start simply. Would you like to introduce yourself? So tell us a bit about, about you and what you do at Centra. And then if you could give people the, the uh, kind of elevated view of what Centra is and where does it sit in the market? Yeah, absolutely happy to. So Centra is a headless direct-to-consumer and wholesale e-commerce platform for brands. So in other words, Centra enables consumer brands to sell their products both online directly to consumers and wholesale. Uh, to retailers that sell to consumers. Um, Centra is a headless direct-to-consumer platform, meaning there are no CMS or templates or themes for building websites. Um, instead, there are APIs, which are used by a solution partner for building a fully custom-designed website. Um, there's also a wholesale part of Centra, which is headless in the sense that uh, the front of website communicates with Centra uh, back and using an API, but for, for wholesale, we actually have a Reddit use frontend as well. Um, my role in Centra, I'm the CEO of Centra for a little bit more than two years. Um, so, uh, so I'll give you the long story. So my story is I came in touch with the founders of Centra and the Centra team a bit more than three years ago, uh, at which point I was working as a management consultant, advising mainly large companies on how to digitize their businesses. Um, so at this time, actually, the big thing everyone was talking about was not direct to consumer, it was marketplaces. Uh, no one was speaking about brands, everyone was speaking about marketplaces. Um, and uh, the analysis that many major multi-brand retailers, there was either they needed to become marketplaces or they would not have a role anymore in the future. Um, so there was all this focus on marketplace and a lot of people argued that brands would be less important in the marketplace economy because, you know, um, you go onto your favorite marketplace, you, you type in a search, you search for like a black t-shirt, uh, and then you get thousands of results and you sort them by a user rating from five stars to one star, and then you buy the one with the highest rating. Uh, and then you don't really care about the brand. And the marketplace has all the buyers and they get all the data and they launch private label brands and products and essentially the only big winners are, are the marketplace. Um, so, so this is, uh, this is the, the point in time when I came in touch with, with Centra and, and uh, Centra already then had a different view. Um, so the team behind Centra, they had, as, as you mentioned, been running this web agency serving brands for many years. And they saw brands, especially creative brands, as the true creators of value. And they saw a big opportunity for brands to get a larger slice of the pie in the future. But they also saw that were a lot of difficulties facing brands. And uh, that weren't really any, there wasn't really any e-commerce platform that helped them in a really good way because all e-commerce platforms were built for the needs of retailers. Um, so, so, uh, so they had decided to start Centra. Um, so Centra was started as a spinoff from this web agency and, and so far been quite successful. 
I think Centra is uh, by now the market leading e-commerce platform among lifestyle brands here in Sweden. And we have clients in many other countries as, as well in Europe and, and some in North America and some in Asia. Great. Um, so that was a really good introduction. Thanks very much. Um, so I recently had a demo of Centra with a client and asked Martin to join today because um, I was really impressed with both the platform and the wholesale side of things as well. Um, so yeah, so I'll start by asking the first question. Um, so you mentioned that, uh, you, I think it's 2016 uh, you started and that your kind of approach currently is kind of API first, headless only. Um, has that always been the case or is that something that's kind of developed over time? Yeah, no, for us deciding on going all headless took quite some time actually, and it wasn't an easy decision for us and it wasn't how we started off. Um, and we still have a very small number of clients from our very, very early days that are running some type of non-headless setup with Centra. Um, I can tell you a little bit more about how we decided to build a headless API first, first platform. Um, first, when we say headless, what do we mean? People mean different things. Um, what we mean when we say headless is that the platform from an architecture standpoint is 100% agnostic about what the presentation layer looks like. Um, there is, uh, so to say, no head, uh, no presupposition about the head. Um, the platform is headless. Uh, what does that mean? That means the presentation layer can be a website built in any technology. It can be a mobile app. It can be an in-store device or whatever. Um, the e-com platform doesn't know and doesn't care. Um, this also means that there can't really be any CMS in the platform and no themes and no templates. Because if you have those things, you're not agnostic about the presentation layer and so you're not headless. Um, now, for us, the decision to not have any themes or templates, that was super easy. Um, we have never uh, had any of that stuff. I mean, we built the platform for high-touch brands that were tired of cookie-cutter templates and wanted to build a store that truly expressed their brand um, and their brand value. So building a platform without templates was easy. Um, not having a CMS, uh, that was a harder decision for us. Uh, quite honestly, we didn't know how people would react to an e-commerce platform without the CMS. This was 2016. So we went for a middle option and included the basic CMS as an optional module inside the platform that you could turn either on or off. Um, and since then, of course, things have evolved um, different times today. We have, of course, realized uh, that an e-commerce uh, e platform without the CMS is an awesome idea. And, uh, and it's many years since we last onboarded a client on, on the built-in CMS. But so for us, uh, to, to sum it up, it's really been evolution. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And actually, interesting point about the CMS because mo most most uh, feedback from client teams over the years is how crap the platform's native CMS is when they get to use it in anger, and how they wish they'd spent the time to look at a dedicated one. So, I'm not surprised that was that was a key decision. But that leads me on to a question. So, it'd be lovely to to hear what the average central technology stack looks like. But is there an average one? You're a headless platform. Um, you know, you don't won't have everything mm. built in. So do most customers use you with like things like headless CMSs or do they use you with, um, uh, you know, standard CMS implementations? How typically do people knit those elements together? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Excellent question. So, so what we have done is, um, what we have done is we've said we stay completely away from the presentation layer. You know, our responsibility stops at, at the API. 
and then we look for very strong partners who are experts in in the presentation layer in in building great front ends. So, uh, and actually, how a central tech stack looks, how a typical central tech stack looks, has changed quite a bit over the past few years. Um, front end technology is evolving very rapidly. I think one of the best things with running a headless setup is is it's much much easier to stay. Um, stay in the forefront when it comes to front-end technology. A typical Centra tech stack today consists of Centra and the headless CMS. Uh, the most popular CMSs used today are just, uh, just checked sites that went live uh, on Centra in the past few weeks. Uh, it includes Contentful, super popular, Prismic, um, Sanity, Strapi, um, Storyblock, and many others. But we also see a fair amount of website be being built on WordPress uh, in some type of Headless configuration, but we really see this WordPress, um, you know, renaissance um, comeback. Uh, virtually all websites built to today on Centra use uh, what is commonly known as a YAM stack, tech stack. That sounds sort of techy, but but it's really the best way to build a website today. That that means that data is pulled out of the ecom platform and out of the CMS, and you put it into something called a static page generator, such as Gatsby. And what that does, it just combines all the content and you can deliver an entire website through a CDM. Um, so, uh, and this makes it possible to build websites that load super fast globally and that also scale super well. So it doesn't really matter if you have 10,000 site visitors or or 100,000, it doesn't matter. I think this is like one of the key points when, when it comes to building um, you know, brand websites that you can really choose your own CMS because we think a great brand website is like 50% chop, but it's minimum 50% uh, brand. Maybe it's less than 50%, more than more than 50% brand. I mean, the website is like the one place where you as a brand can really connect with 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 your brand fans and and tell your story. And and uh, and to do that, we think you when you build a brand site, we think the decision about which CMS to use is probably at least as important as the choice of e-com platform, maybe more important. So for us, that was pretty natural, um, natural way to go. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a really good point about the CMS. Actually, if anyone listening is often that gets underlooked in a project, and the obsession is the uh, no disrespect to e-commerce platforms like Centra, but people forget to think about how important the day-to-day -day content management is and how much of a pain it is if you don't get that process right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, imagine you're a brand, um, you know, maybe you release a few collections every year, maybe, you know, uh, uh, a, a few drops, right? But basically you add new, you upload new products, you know, a few times per year, right? But when it comes to, so so, so the, the the times when you need to go and edit content in the e-com platform, you know, that's not very often. But but of course you want to do, do content, you know, change content on the website every day. You know, the CMS is the place where you work every day. That's your... Yeah, for, yeah. for sure that's that's so important yeah um, excellent i think one of the things that like was really impressive as well about centra when i was looking at it was actually i think we probably looked at about 10 sites and pretty much all of them were like really strong from a front-end perspective and like I, ideal uh nudie jeans i think was another one that i really liked sandfist um and i think you probably benefit a lot um, from going down that headless approach because I think out of most of the platforms I've looked at you've probably got like the strongest proportion of sites that actually look like really strong and I guess a lot of that's the SIs you work with as well but yeah I was really impressed 
Nice to hear. Um, so another thing that um, I thought was really good with Centra, I guess, and I was quite surprised of this, given that you're quite a new platform and it's currently quite, um, I guess, niche to Scandinavia, but you've got like a really rich set of features, um, particularly on the international side um, around things like multi-store, multi-currency um, and kind of different aspects of managing content and everything else. Um, can you just talk us through a little bit more on that side and just kind of give us a bit of an overview of the international stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll uh, tell the story and and give you an overview. So, so we have a lot of clients who uh, you know we we have uh, Scandinavia is our biggest market, but we have a lot of clients whose market biggest market is you know the U.S. or Korea or Japan. So so we really sell. I think we there are very few countries that we haven't shipped products to. I think I think uh, it's like uh, we have shipped products to North Korea to Bahrain. Uh, you know. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, so the back the background is remember we designed Centra for brands and not for retailers. And one of the key things that really separates brands from retailers is that typically most brands want to sell globally, uh, while typically most retailers want to sell in one country or or at least in a limited number of countries. Um, uh, you know, if a if a retailer decides to they they are going big, you know, it's a department store or something, you know, running an online shop. Uh, and they want to go uh, into another country, they would typically launch another website. They're a higher Nikon team for that country um, and so on. Uh, brands brands typically, you know, even small brands want to sell to, to maybe 40 countries, 50 countries, 60 countries. Um, so we knew we needed to do something really clever and we needed to design the platform in a different way than, 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 uh, than other platforms uh, were designed. So first of all, in Centra, you can have any number of stores or storefronts. This works in the same way as it does in most e-commerce platforms. You can set up multiple stores, multiple storefronts with separate settings, separate front ends, and, and they all uh, sort of communicate with the same platform, insert orders into the same platform. Um, but on top of this, what Centra has is a concept called markets. Um, and markets are a tool for controlling which products, price lists, and campaigns you want to offer to certain buyers. Um, this enables you to implement different product strategies and pricing strategies and campaign strategies on different markets. And it's really simple to do. Uh, you don't need to maintain different storefronts. You just define the business logic. Um, let me give you some examples. So maybe you want to have a Black Friday campaign in the US, but not in Canada. No problem. You set it up like that. Um, maybe you figure out your buyers in Dubai are willing to pay 20% more for your products than buyers in Qatar even though both of them pay you in euro, no problem. You can set it up like that. And congratulations, those 20%, um, they're just pure profit. Um, and of course, people in Europe can still have their own euro price list, uh, which is a third price list. Uh, when you're building a brand, it's much more uh, often about restricting access than giving access. Uh, let me explain. So. Uh, not that everyone can buy all products or see all prices. Maybe you have an agreement with a distributor or maybe a major retailer in Australia not to sell certain products online, okay? Because they want to want to uh, sort of handle that part of the business. Then you can restrict that. Or you can sell them online, but then they can only be shipped from the distributor's warehouse in Australia in a B2B2C business model. You can do that as well. Um, this is pretty good. Because otherwise you risk uh, the, distrib the distributor running a local countryside, which will compete for SEO. Um, 
you can also use markets for personalization to treat uh, specific visitors differently than others. Uh, for example, maybe you want to give a different site experience to visitors that have clicked a specific Facebook ad. Maybe you want to give those visitors 20% off, but all other visitors should see the full price without discounts. Um, remember that brands typically want to show RRP, recommended retail price, on their website, both to avoid cheapening the look of the brand and to stay, uh, stay friends with their retail clients that buy wholesale from them. Um, or maybe you want to give loyal brand fans access to new products before uh, anyone else. Um, then you can create a specific market for that and only give visitors that have clicked a special link access um, to that market. Um, when it comes to fulfillment centers, of course, multi-warehouse, you can have a, any number of warehouses global and prioritize which warehouse is used to fulfill uh, based on what was bought and uh, where the shipping address is located. And finally, Central, of course, supports any number of shipping service, uh, payment service providers and shipping providers. So um, you can control uh, payment options and shipping options uh, based on address. Um, so you can have the best converting payment uh, method and shipping options for all buyers. Um, yeah, that sounds, uh, that flexibility is certainly something that's critical for, for, for global organizations. Um, I've got a couple of questions kind of off the back of that related to product management and merchandising. The last few projects I've worked on, I've seen actually the, the fundamental decision around the platform has come down to how flexible it is in terms of product catalog management. Because a lot of the front end features become, it's like housekeeping. It's like, okay, yes, you can do wish lists. Yes, we can man we can make it look how we want. But how, mm. does, how does Centra handle the product catalog in terms of what types of product does it support natively? How complex mm. do it handle like configurable products? where you have a product that consists of multiple components and those components need to be managed independently but also create configurable bundles. I, where, where does it stop and end in terms of that product management and where you would need a PIM alongside Centra? Yeah, exactly. So, so also in this case, we, we designed Centra really for the needs of, of lifestyle brands. So, so the long story short is like if you sell, if, you know, if you sell, you know, clothes or accessories or bags or you know something like that then then centrist product management features are going to be excellent for you uh if you sell you know i don't know train tickets then it's probably not going to be uh, that then probably we would advise you to look for another platform um when you say pim um you typically mean two things you know when you speak about the pim system uh so first of all it's a tool for storing product data and then it's a tool for improving and enriching product data uh, Centra does the first part very well, but not the second part. So Centra has a very rich product data model that is very tailored to the needs of consumer brands, meaning it handles such things as variants, um, sizes, um, and collections very well. Uh, one example of something that is very easy to do with Centra is to sell a unisex product in both the men's and women's section of your website, uh, but with different media and different product names. So it's the same product in the warehouse, but you you uh, showcase it as two different products, uh, one in the men's section and one in the women's section. Um, the most important uh, product system for most of Centra's clients is uh, actually not Centra and not, not the PIM. Uh, remember, Centra works with brands. They design their own products. Um, and so, so most of Centra's clients have a PLM or PDM type software that manages products while, when they are being designed. And once the design is ready, the products are exported from there and transferred the, into like the ERP system into Centra and so on. And then you work with them there. Um, technically, what Centra 
what Centra does when it comes to their product model is you have this this uh, multi-layer variant handling, so you can handle both like color variants and and uh, sizes, and uh, and you have a completely user-defined attribute model, uh, like you would have in a full-scale PIM. So you can do like you mentioned, we have an eat and a client. They have like they send shirts that come with with you know lots of different colors and cuffs and and. Uh, all sorts of different configuration options that are literally more than 100,000 uh, different possible variants. Um, and that can be set up in a really nice way. Um, bundles are supported. Uh, we, we sort of think, again, we come from like this lifestyle brand needs. So, so you can do you can do like, uh, what, 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 how should I call it? Like a hidden bundle, or it's like the user doesn't understand the user is buying a bundle. Um, it's like uh, basically there are multiple items in the warehouse. You order one one product, and and then it get gets picked uh, from the warehouse shelves as as multiple products. So maybe maybe you know you buy a, a a blue blue couch, and that it turns out in the warehouse there's like a couch, and there's a, there's a, the blue uh, blue fabric that goes on top of it, but it's actually two products. And if one is sold out, then the products are sold out. And you could also have red couch and, and black couch, right? Um, we also do like, we do the bundle cases that you see that you need in fashion essentially. So like if you imagine you want to buy a suit, okay? So it's a two piece suit. There's a blazer and, and trousers and, and uh, those come with different, they have different size tables, of course, so it's different size charts. And you want to be able to pick, uh, you know, the the right size for your blazer and the right size for your trousers, and uh, but you also want to allow mix and match, which means you have different different colors. But then maybe there's a different pricing logic that comes in. So all of those things we do really well, and we really designed. We didn't design. Centra's PIM is flexible when it comes to defining attributes, but we really designed it to be awesome if you're a consumer brand, uh, rather than being, you know. The, the goal was not to make the world's most flexible CMS. The world, uh, sorry, PIM. Uh, the the goal was to make the uh, best PIM for selling lifestyle products. That makes sense. And um, yes, that sounds really good. Um, I guess the the other one that I wanted to touch on that I, is a bit of a differentiator between you and some of the other platforms on the market is the wholesale product. So, um, and I think looking at your wholesale product is very different to kind of wholesale features from a backend perspective that some of the other platforms have. Um, so maybe if you just give us a bit of an overview of the wholesale product, and I'd say that's one thing to like check out because it's, it's a really nice kind of UX as well. But yeah, I mean, you probably need to kind of describe it a bit first, but yeah, maybe talk us through that. Yeah, absolutely happy to. So, so yeah, and we actually offer, you know, we actually offer two modules. So we have a headless direct consumer module and we have a wholesale module. So we actually do have clients um, that that only use the wholesale module in Centra to sell wholesale. And then, then maybe they have some e-commerce site they are, uh, you know, happy with um, somewhere else. So um, first of all, wholesale means, of course, that the brand sells products in large quantities to retailers. Uh, wholesale is very, very different from direct to consumer in many ways. Um, uh, so, so when we say wholesale, we don't talk about, you know, you can log in and maybe you have a pre-negotiated discount or you can log in and you see the price without taxes. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a completely different business model. Um, some basic things in, in wholesale include that prices are negotiated uh, typically in advance and that taxes are charged in, in very different 
ways. Um, but the first big difference between when you think about wholesale e-commerce and direct-to-consumer e-commerce is that um, in wholesale, actually, everything happens on a timeline, okay? So, you know, if you, if you go on a normal web shop and buy something, you know, uh, you typically put, you add it, uh, you know, to cart at once, you check out, uh, at once you pay, uh, at once when you check out and you expected stuff to be ship, shipped ASAP. Uh, that's not how it works in wholesale. In wholesale, everything is on a timeline. So you have, there's some time, time when, when, when you place a wholesale order, uh, and then some other time window later when, when you will get the products. Uh, that might be, you know, next day or next week, but it can be months later. You can place a pre-order for something that isn't uh, produced and, and you get it six months later. That's completely a completely common uh, order to make. That's, that's what we call a pre-order. Uh, and then payments can happen at any point on that time, timeline. It can happen uh, during checkout, what is called a prepayment, or, or it can happen late depending on what payment terms are negotiated. And there can be any combination. It's like you make a 30% prepayment and, and the rest is paid, you know, when you have received the goods after, but, but there's, you have the 60 days to pay or something like that, right? Um, so the timeline is, is the first big difference between wholesale and direct consumer, the way, the way we do it. Another big difference in wholesale is typically there are many people involved in placing an order. Okay, so it might be, you know, some retailer is placing, you know, an order, yes, filling up something sold out, they just ordered two more, okay, then usually it's just one person doing it, right? But but if you think about a large order, typically maybe a sales rep is, is, is actually helping you put, put together an order proposal, essentially adding things to cart for you, uh, sending that cart to a buyer who's reviewing it, uh, changing some stuff, uh, then sending it to purchasing manager who's approving it. Um, so from a technical standpoint, we say that the cart is multi-user. There can be multiple users editing the same shopping cart at once. Um, in the same way as you can have, um, you know, uh, many users editing the same cart, one user can also have many shopping carts, okay? So like in normal direct-to-consumer e-commerce, of course, uh, you, you know, you sort of need to check out your shopping cart before you get the new empty cart. That's how it works. Um, but but uh, in in our wholesale you can have many orders at once. You are editing them at once. You are you know you work a little bit on one order, then you go and work on another order, and go back to the first order. Maybe you are working on a large pre-order. Um, while you realize you are running low on some products, you place a quick order just to fill up on the, on those, and then you go back to your large uh, pre-order. Or you work on multiple orders for multiple stores in a chain all at once. You want to sort of edit multiple cards at once and you figure out, okay, what you're gonna have in the different stores, you copy paste, you clone and so on. Um, uh, our wholesale module is headless in the API sense, but it's not headless, you know, uh, in the same way our direct consumer module is. For wholesale, we have both a CMS and a ready to use frontend. Uh, it's completely optional if you wanna use it, but so far the mass, vast majority of our clients are. And the reason is like, uh, really, we think uh, a great wholesale e-commerce experience is very, very different than a great uh, direct consumer e-commerce experience. Of course, there's an element of telling your story and so on in wholesale, but I mean, all your wholesale clients can just go to your normal D2C website and just check out your story there. You know, what we have sort of figured out is a great, the best converting. I mean, we have looked, we of course run analytics and hot yarn and everything in, in this, and we have been looking a lot at it. And we've figured out that the best converting wholesale experience is somewhere like it's a mixture between normal direct-to-consumer e-commerce and Microsoft Excel. So it's like uh, it's it's like really this it's it's a tool 
where a professional buyer can really enter large quantities to be bought, you know, in bulk. And that's really what it, what, what it is about. Um, for, for, for wholesale, it's, it's much more important uh, to, to have really powerful features um, than, than to have a truly custom custom experience. So, so we built this ready-to-use front-end that works on desktop, iPad, and mobile devices. And um, and um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's so far it's, it's turning out pretty well. It's converting converting pretty well. Excellent. Um, thanks. That's a really useful overview. Um, and I guess for a lot of businesses, the especially brands, the wholesale channel is absolutely critical to their business model. So it'll be definitely interesting for some people listening to it. That's, it's fired off so many different thoughts in my brain listening to that. But the one thing that I'd definitely like to, um, to, to uh, probe on is around the omni-channel bit. Mm-hmm. So thinking about um, brands operate um, where they have stores, they have online, you know, some of them might have omni-channel as well. What, what does Centra do um, natively in terms of omni-channel capability for people who are trying to sell between online and stores? So, you know, things like um, persistent and unified baskets and how store staff can enter into the platform to manage customers, access baskets, create all, you know, the things that, that people want to do in store where there's a, to deliver a seamless customer experience. So I'd love to know a bit more about are there areas of the platform that, that tap into that at the moment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, so uh, Centra, first of all, uh, Centra's approach is like we think we think the online is the main channel, right? So Centra is not is is we, we Centra doesn't want to be the platform. If you like, you have a large network of brick and mortar stores, and you also want to open up a little online store. Uh, Centra, we're, we're the platform. If you think your online store is the is the main channel, um, so the way the way we work with with uh, creating Omni experience is really through through APIs. So we don't have an, our own POS system or something like that, but we have, have APIs for integrating them. So essentially, like uh, as a brand, you can go as, as far as you want in terms of, of, uh, of integrating, um, you know, the web and, uh, and, um, and your physical uh, shopping experience. Uh, but I think by far the most common integrations are the basic ones. So uh, synchronizing in-store inventory levels to the websites you can show online, you know, okay, this product is, okay, you're browsing this product, um, you know what, it's in stock um, in, in the same city as, as you are right now. You can go and see it here, right? Um, we also do quite, a, one thing we do quite a lot is like uh, ship, from, uh, ship from store, okay? What does that mean? I mean, remember brands sell globally um, and typically of course have, you know, they of course have a few warehouses and maybe, you know, you have a few warehouses, you work with third party logistics and, and you have a few of different uh, countries. But one thing you can actually set up pretty well in Centra is, is um, you can set up Centra so you can ship from store. So uh, let's say you have, um, let, let's say you have clients in Norway. Norway is a European country, but they are not um, you know, a member of the EU. So shipping there is painful because it's it's export import and so on. So, but maybe you have a store in Norway, then you can can set it up so you actually ship, um, you know, products that are going to Norway from the store in Norway. And there actually is even in Sandra a login that is like a pick and pack login, so you can actually do that those type of things. That makes sense. Um, so kind of building on that, or I guess. Um kind of building on that um 
technology partners and kind of that ecosystem around the platform. And I know, I know you've got um, partners like Adgen and C2 and Nosto. Um, how kind of how big is the technology partner ecosystem? And is that something that's a big focus for you or something that you're really looking to grow? Um, and I guess how has that grown over time as well? Yeah, ex excellent question. So one, one thing with having open APIs is like there, there, we, we don't know exactly how many integrations there are out there, right? We, we offer open APIs and open documentation and, and certainly we have, we have, you know, we see in our log files, you know, something is going on, we don't really know what. Um, so, so, but currently as we are tracking it, we have about 150 integrations with technology partners out of which we maintain about 50. And, and the other hundred uh, are either maintained by the partner or by a third party, you know, not connected to any of us, just that just decided to build the market and integration. Um, we think these integrations typically uh, work really good when they are off the shelf. It's like uh, when it's possible to build these technology partner partnerships, it's like, and you have an integration that is off the shelf, it's well maintained, it works. Um, that's that's really awesome. You mentioned Adgen and like yeah, payments are are a good example of when off the shelf Reddit use integrations that really work super well. I mean, when it comes to payments, it's like all clients really have exactly the same needs. You want to authorize payments, you want to capture them, and if, if needed, you want to issue refunds. Um, so having a, a plugin marketplace type approach where Reddit use integrations really makes sense, and and that's the way to go. Um, we think there are other cases where you know. Um, um, having you know having an off-the-shelf Reddit use integration is is not going to work really well. Uh, loyalty programs is an example of that, right? Um, uh, where we actually recommend, okay, hey, work with an SI, build an integration that does exactly what 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 you need and nothing else. I mean, loyalty programs are a way you you differentiate yourself as a brand. You know, some of them hand out points, some of them hand out vouchers. Uh, some vouchers give free products. Some vouchers uh, give discounts. Uh, they should typically work uh, omnichannel, both offline and online, uh, relating back to your previous question. So they need to be synced with whatever uh, system is handling the, the offline um, sales. Uh, maybe they should even work in selected retailers. I mean, maybe you can take them to a wholesale client and they should work even there. Uh, in those cases, uh, building an integration for the exact need you have uh, is likely the best option. It's better than than having an off-the-shelf integration. Um, so the approach we're taking is uh, is to maintain strong integrations with a set of core technology partners. We are expanding that, including uh, payment service providers. Um, and when it comes to other types of technology partners, our main approach is, is to offer really well-documented APIs, making it easy to pos as possible for an implementation partner to quickly build an integration that the client needs custom made but but of course for us building out a, a partner ecosystem of off-the-shelf integrations is a, is a key focus cool. I, I love Paul how you segue from omni-channel install to partner ecosystem um, I heard POS <laughs> it was an interesting segue um, but actually uh, related to that I've now got a question uh, around development partners. So how, how does it work? Do, do, does Centre have a professional service team where you build solutions for clients or is it all through third-party SIs where they do the, the, the um, agency build and you provide the, the platform, basically? Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. So so we don't have we don't do implementations ourselves. We don't uh, we don't uh, we do. We can offer professional services 
if it's really close to close to the platform and but but not for for implementation then our our approach is really to serve our partners that serve our clients um so a typical implementation partner to to centra that would be like a usually tech savvy digital agency or a system integration player with strong design skills in design in ui ux in front-end development um remember like a, a key thing I mean, a key thing with Centra's partners is they serve brands. We serve brands. Uh, our partners serve brands. Serving a brand is is slightly different from building e-commerce in general. Typically, brands are looking for a partner that is not only great when it comes to e-commerce, uh, you know, optimizing um, conversion, SEO, and so on, but also someone that can help them build a great website and build followership through that. Uh, most of our clients have a person who's, who has a title such as creative director, who's a really senior stakeholder and has a lot to say. Um, and and so, so again, we think really a, a great brand website is typically a, at most 50% shop and at least 50% branding and content marketing. Um, we're currently looking for more SI partners, uh, but but when we do, we, we really look for, for, uh, for, for partners that, that that we think can serve brands in an excellent way. Cool, I've got two related questions. So the first mm -hmm. one is, um, you, you said earlier that Centra grew out of being a development agency, basically and then decided that, that the, the opportunity is to build its own platform. So what, yeah. what's made you decide not to also do the development and focus on being the, the technology provider? And then the second question would be, how do you vet people to make sure they are really good at integrating? Because one of the common criticisms you get a lot on it is it's independent of any platform is there's such a mixing capability from agency to agency and how well they implement and that even though it's not the platform's fault that can sometimes reflect poorly on the platform if there's an SI that's not doing a good job so I'll be interested to hear on that side. Two great questions so so number one how how we decided to not not do implementations ourselves um, I think I think there are two two reasons for that one is one is just uh yes we really saw the opportunity to build this platform and we needed to focus somewhere um and then we decided to focus on the platform you know we don't have endless resources um and and uh, you know we we want to be best in the world at building this platform and then then quite honestly the the development piece when it comes to building great frontends today is is it's moving so rapidly um so we just decided we we need to focus somewhere Secondly, um, we we uh, when we started off in Scandinavia, our idea is not to build a Scandinavian company or only serve um, Scandinavian clients by no means. And we think uh, the best way, the the best um, the best uh, online experiences are typically built when the client, the brand in our case, and the um, SI or implementation partner. Uh, are working very closely together. So we has realized, okay, we need to be able to work with partners that that work close to their clients wherever they may be, and uh, and that's why why we needed to to uh, why we was the, we don't want to be the both the implementation agency and the platform. We only want to be the platform. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. Sorry, what was your uh, second question? Yeah, it was the, this was the like throw the dynamite into the room. It was it's basically how do you how do you uh, assess your people? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because 
otherwise you end up with people coming in who are like center affiliated and then they might not be very good and do a crap job and some people might think that's a reflection on your platform because sometimes yeah. i've been in projects where people go oh the platform's rubbish and it's not the platform at all it's somebody's yeah. not implemented it well yeah i mean for for us this part is pretty important um, you know, building headless, you know, building a, an e-commerce site, it's about, it's, it's probably the most difficult website project, project that you can do. Right. And we do get, get contacted by, by, uh, you know, we do have like a form on our website, which is like, uh, fill, fill, fill this out to become a partner. And, and we, we have quite a lot of, 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 um, um, you know, partnership requests coming in that way where we realize, you know, this is not going to be a good partnership. And the way we do it basically is we have, uh, if we have a new potential implementation partner, um, we, we, uh, we, we have a technical conversation with them. So actually one of our senior developers sits down and goes through, we say, hey, we have an introduction to the platform and make sure that, you know, you understand what, what building headless e-commerce is about and, and we understand that, what, uh, how we can help you. And then, then we go go through an introduction there, um, and and we actually certify developer developers. So there's like a Centra certified developer, uh, sorry, Centra certified solution uh, implementation specialist program, and and through that we we sort of figure out uh, if the partners have the necessary skills uh, in place or not. Okay. Um, so, so the last question I have, um, and I guess given that you've got some really cool brands in Scandinavia and the platform looks great, um, do you plan to kind of enter any other markets? Like, are you planning on going into UK or the US um, or any other markets? Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a big focus for us for us currently. We started out here in Sweden, so naturally our strongest client base is here. Um, we, we do have quite a few clients already in the rest of Europe, including Benelux, including the UK, Southern Europe and so on. Uh, we have a few in the US, both on the East Coast and West Coast, uh, which of course is much more challenging with the time difference. Uh, we have a few clients in the Middle East, we have a few in, in, in Asia. Um, uh, uh, we're by far the market leader here in Sweden now when it comes to serving lifestyle brands. And with, and, um, uh, with those, sorry to interrupt you, with those yeah. kind of other international projects, are they generally kind of um, like served via your agencies in Scandinavia or is, or do you have kind of partners in other territories? Uh, we do have a few partners in other territories, but we're looking to expand that. Uh, so it's a mixture of being served out of, of partners in, in other territories. Uh, it's a mixture of being served by partners in Scandinavia that have, you know, quite often, unfortunately or, or fortunately, clients say, hey, we, we want to work with the platform, we want to work with a partner, we want to work with a partner that has already, uh, you know, built three great projects. Um, and then it's, uh, it's also a little bit of uh, clients running our wholesale module only, which means, uh, and for the wholesale module, because we, we provide the front end, you don't really need to work closely with, a, with an SI to get going with that one. That makes sense. So, um, I've got I've got one final question as well, if you'll indulge me. Um, what I'd love to hear is you've given us some really good insights into the platform and 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 the positioning from a headless point of view. What I'd love to hear is is how how or why do you think Centra is different to other platforms in the market? Because hmm. everyone's talking about headless. Only a few do proper headless, and obviously it sounds like you're one of those. But there are others out there like Elastic Path, for example. So what do you think makes Centra different? What are the unique value 
um, proposition that you can bring to people? Mm, excellent question. So I think the big thing here is we, we Sandra is a headless platform indeed, but it's also a platform that is built for, uh, for brands and for brands exclusively from the beginning. Uh, let me give you a few examples of the features in Sandra and, and how, they, how, how they serve brands and how brands are different. You, only touched, you already touched upon, upon the first one, uh, being headless, right? Uh, brands uh, typically want, um, you know, besides the technology benefits of being headless, which, which all types of e-commerce businesses can benefit from, they want um, fully custom designed websites. And they're willing to invest in that, even small brands. A typical retailer typically needs four types of pages, right? Landing page, category page, product page, and a checkout. Uh, for most brands, uh, the website is the important place where they can tell their story, where they can explain their values and so on. So, so really, uh, uh, you know, really, really being headless uh, is, is, uh, is super important for brands. Um, another thing is, is the global features. We talked about those, right? Uh, even small brands typically want to sell online globally to a lot of countries. So they need very good support for that, including support for having different product strategies and price strategies and so on on different markets. And of course, multi-warehouse, multi-language, local payment methods and so on. Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen any other platform that solves this as elegantly as Sandra does. And in a way that also means, a, you know, a mid-small or mid-sized e-commerce team can actually manage local content on 40, 40 plus markets. Um, third example, we also talked about, of course, wholesale. Uh, besides direct to consumer, uh, brands want to sell wholesale, uh, sell, uh, sell in large quantities in bulk to retailers, which is something we solve. And I think, again, I haven't seen any other. There are, uh, you know, wholesale only commerce platforms that do solve uh, this type of business logic, but I haven't seen any any normal e-commerce platform that that is uh, even close to center in terms of of capability. Great. And then um, one question that um, I will ask, I've asked to a few people over the last few episodes. Um, what are your two favorite Centra implementations? So in the past, it's been three, but um, we'll do two. What are your two favorite implementations? Yeah. Um, it's hard to mention just two. I think, uh, I think uh, I would say you mentioned them, actually. I would say sandchris.com and nudijeans.com. Um, I think both of them are a great brand experience and, and a nice shopping experience. At least when they launched, they were fast. I, had, I didn't check now, you know, and the marketing department can add, uh, you know, any amount of JavaScript to fast, uh, fast website. The joy is it? it launches beautifully and 12 months later, it's been commercialized to death. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, the marketing department, they find another JavaScript and another JavaScript and another JavaScript and they just add them. And, you know, it was so fast when it launched and then it's so slow, you know. But <laughs> is it? I don't know. When did we last use it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, co common story. I think it happens uh, way too often. Um, but, but anyhow, there's still great shopping experience. I think uh, newdegenes.com I really like. I like how the site tells the story about passion for for denim, uh, for for you know organic sustainable production, uh, sustainable fashion. You know, is is really a, a tells the brand story. Um, they're obviously selling jeans, which is super hard to sell online um, because it's a product you want to try on to see how it fits. Um, and I think they managed to build the website, which which not only 
tells the brand story and really can can connect emotionally uh, with people, but it also converts super well. Um, they're also, we spoke about uh, Omni, they're also integrating their own physical stores in a nice way um, to, to enable, you know, the, the basic omni-channel flows and, and also enabling, um, enabling on the back and uh, to ship from the stores if they have products available uh, locally to make shipping more sustainable uh, globally. So they can ship store or orders from a local store instead of from one of their big warehouses if, the, if it's nearby. Um, I think that's super cool. I really like that website. Um, I think Sunquist is is also a really nice looking website. I think the best part with that is how they really use the they use the UI design of the website to really drive drive uh, production of photos. I know they actually took new photos for the website just just for the website. So they 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 redid did all the product photography just to use that on the website and really tell the story. I mean, it's a very visual product. And it really, really told told uh, used used uh, images to tell the product story. And I mean, it's a product you know, it's a product you buy. Um, how should I say? You buy it based on emotions rather based on technical features. You know, they don't have a lot of feature descriptions like how much you can fit or something like that. Yeah, well, I'm a customer as well, so it's interesting because um, I bought recently for them. I think the site visually is beautiful. I love the mix of um, static image with with um, HTML5 video. It's just, the site is fun, and the the search the type ahead search suggestion box is lovely. It's just visually really clean. It works, but it's just nice. Yeah, so some really nice visual touches there. Agreed. Um, I've got to stop looking at it because I'm going to want to buy another bag for no reason at all. <laughs> um, Cool. That's Martin. Like that's been really, really interesting. I appreciate you've gone and given us some detailed answers, and I'm sure that people listening will have got uh, some good insights in, into the platform and, and where you guys are coming from. Uh, last thing that I would ask is, is if people want to find out more, if they've got more detail, because the reality is there's only so much detail you can get into in, in 40 minutes. If people want some more detail to validate exactly how and why, how should they mm. reach out? Oh, they, they just go onto our website. There's a contact uh, contact me form and we get back uh, really quickly. Okay, fantastic. Um, so thanks for coming on. And you know, I know that I kick this later in the evening, so I appreciate your patience on that. Uh, it's been really interesting, lovely to, to, to meet you as well uh, today. Um, any parting comments you'd like to leave for our listeners? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, if, if you're curious, if you want to build a global brand, just uh, reach out and, uh, and we're happy to, to speak with anyone building, building uh, consumer brands wanting to sell direct to consumer uh, globally. And we're happy to speak um, about anything, really. Excellent. Um, Paul, anything you want to leave as parting comments? I don't think so. Um, yeah, as you said, some really detailed uh, kind of answers and I think that's a really nice overview of the platform. Um, yeah, and I think it's, it's really interesting. I think it'd be really interesting to see how you kind of progress in, in the UK as well and some of the other territories. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'm now going to be like spending too much money on Sanquist and, uh, and nudie jeans again. Oh, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, thanks, Martin. Much appreciated. Brilliant. Thanks to you.